0: Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide, welcome in to episode number 178 you know the b- 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 vibes of the talking the line podcast on this beautiful wednesday of bets also known as so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time today december the 8th in the year 2021 cannot thank you enough for stopping by we have an absolutely electric show to dish out to you here today but before we do that please take a few moments to Smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you're watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well, so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew, like maybe the Wise Words podcast that actually, oh wait, Drops today at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on this YouTube channel, but maybe you're watching on one of our social media platforms. If you are, go ahead and hit that like button, that follow button there, so you never miss any of our uh, additional social media content. But oh wait, we never forget about you audio lovers either. If you're listening to the pod on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well if you haven't already, as we do release the audio of every live show after that episode is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind. You can find it in your heart to do so. You got a couple extra seconds while you're just kicking back watching the show or whatever you're doing watching the show here today. Go ahead also, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. If you could be so kind, maybe hit that share button too. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends neighbors, friends, enemies, neighbors, people that live on the opposite side of the globe as you, but you would guarantee uh, as a good old-fashioned degenerate, and they also love cash and tickets. Send them our way. That's what we do here at the TTL Pod, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do because it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you last. Certainly not least, before I get into the show and out of all the formalities, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line Link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkinTheLine.com website, all of the TTL Crew social platforms, and our additional content, so you can consume all of that jazz, however and whenever you please, in one convenient location. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number 178, I am your honored Humbled. Hyped and always handicapping host Colton Cap, and Colt Sroka. And I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by on this gorgeous Wednesday of bets. The day that I begin the journey around my 27th lap around the sun. Cannot say thank you enough to all of you who wished me a happy birthday yesterday, December 7th. Hope you also took some time yesterday of much more important reason than me being brought into this world uh, to take some time to uh, remember Pearl Harbor Day. And uh, all the uh, lives that were lost during that time. But again, thank you so much, uh, all of you who wish me happy birthday. It truly was one. Uh, Ended up just grinding either way. But hey, still had some fun. It ain't work if you have fun doing what you do. So either way, I digress. I got one final duty or formality or whatever the hell you want to call it here to complete before we can get on with today's show. And that is bring in the co-host of the talk in the line podcast man that jo- joins me on this show to my left every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time he also joins me on the wide words pod every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time and then also on the cup of Joe on campus pod every Saturday morning 8 30 a.m. Central Standard Time my friends you know him as the man the myth the degenerate gambling legend and oh let's not ever forget the TTL's resident Southsider, and this time of the year, Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Max Magnuson. Partner!
1: How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing absolutely fantastic on this fine Wise Words Wednesday, as you so kindly mentioned, my man. Uh, I'm feeling good over here on my end of the, uh, the old windy city. I don't know about you, but... Uh, like we said, it uh like you said actually, it is uh that time of the year as far as my gloating for the Bears and Packers go. We got a Sunday night matchup. Once again, I'll keep talking about it until uh until Monday where I get to do my true victory lap. Um I mean, this whole week's kind of already a victory lap if you're uh, I'm laughing you've along, been a- doing so.
0: all this shit-talking the whole time, and you like you don't have any guster behind your shit-talk. Just like, yeah, I'm going to hang out. Because it's old, on, man. man. I'm and sick I'm gonna of it. I'm going to laugh when we fucking win. I'm going to laugh when we fucking win, but we're probably not going to win. So, yeah. It's not the I'm greatest. It. It's not the wonderful. Yeah, now you know what I'm sick of is I'm sick of you having the same damn mm. intro for the last three days, and then it's going to be mm. Thursday and Friday. Come up with something new, damn it. I ain't having it today. I ain't having the Packers nonsense today over there, pal, but... You do look great on your side of the oh, world, thanks,
1: dude. Uh,
0: how's uh, how's everything on your side of the Windy City?
1: Hey, I'm rocking and rolling, man. It, uh, it's a tad bit warmer, a nice balmy 30 degrees out here, as opposed to yesterday. So you know yeah. we're uh, you know we're ready to get steamy, dude. I'm uh, I'm feeling damn good. How about yourself?
0: Hace frío, señor. Mucho, mucho cold. It is, uh, it is. my nipples could cut glass. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Out here, it is officially capital W I N D Y in the Windy City, and mm-hmm so damn cold, can't even, yeah. uh, can't even get over it, um, it's, uh, I said it yesterday, but you get in your car and uh, it's just instantaneously, fuck, 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 yeah. fuck, fuck, and you just uh, try and uh, get it heated up as fast as you can, but as per usual, I'm doing spectacular, dude, uh, nothing too major on this end of the world, had a solid recording of Wise Words last night, you know I shamelessly plugged that all Wednesday long, can't wait to drop today's episode at noon, uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show, but we got a loaded show to dish out today, however... Before we get into that loaded show, as a full transparency show, you know we always got to recap the best bets of the day from the previous days. Even when we have losers, even when we have winners, whatever the case might be, we always share them with you. So without further ado, my friends, it is time to recap all of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day from December the 7th, 2021. 2021. Okay, you see him live behind us. All right, my friends. First things first, let's get it out of the way. Top left of the screen. Partner went one and two on the day. Nothing spectacular. Villanova ended up coming back and covering the game. Thank goodness for your sake and your best bets of the day, yeah. my friend. Uh, any thoughts? What say you right off the bat here with your three picks from yesterday?
1: Uh, going to be taking a uh, hot, nice, long break on the old Nebraska Cornhuskers, cause good grief was that ugly man. Um, the Spurs, man, I still uh, I stand by that pick as far as what I was seeing yesterday. But the Knicks came out, JR Bear, uh, R. J. Bear, excuse me, played a fantastic game. So mm. that was a rough one. Might just have to take a seat uh, on the side with the Spurs and uh, find some other spots to fade the Knicks in right now.
0: Most definitely. And I, I was uh, getting a little sweaty by the minute, uh, getting pretty worried for you on that Villanova minus eight and a half pick. Yeah. So I am really, really glad that they ended up laying the hammer they, down in the second half.
1: They set a program record for three pointers with like eight minutes left in the game. And it was like a close game. If And then obviously it ended up being like 50 shots taken. If you told me that, I probably would have taken an alternate like minus 19 and a half. They couldn't hit anything in the first half. But uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, we pulled it out in the end there.
0: 100%, Uh, your boy went five hunch, Uh, two and two. UMass had a fucking 15-point lead in the first half and uh, held it within most of the second half and then uh, just shit the bed there at the end. Jacksonville, uh, it was one of those classic ones. One of those classic yeah. ones, my man, where it's in the 15, 13, 11, 13, 11, 13, 11, 9, 11, 9, 10, miss a free throw, 9, 8, 8, 9. And I'm just like, okay, we're going to get it done. No worries, no problem, no harm, no foul. So I stayed locked into the game. I'm doing a couple other things. And then I see it's at 11, and I say, ah, fuck, man. They're going to run out this clock. That's a wrap. That's it. The fucking camera cuts away. If you did not see it, my friends. And uh, all of a sudden, they go, oh, my gosh, a steal. Wow, would you look at this? And the camera picks up a kid who had all of a sudden picked off Georgia because they were running out the clock. And out of nowhere, he's on the layup, nice and easy, laying it in. A Georgia player comes out of nowhere and swats the absolute mess out of that ball. They lose by 11 instead of 9 and giving us the cover. And there you go. There you have it. Texas Tech, uh, outright winner. No problem, no harm, no foul. And Brown, easy money, baby. Easy money for the Brown Bears. Uh, two for Tuesday. Parlay worth plus 222 odds. Made it to the pay window, baby. Canadians try to jack us around, dude. Ooh, they sure did, but I think we're hockey sharps. We're staying off the ice today. We don't want to test it. We don't want uh, any nonsense to happen in that end of the world. Uh, Charleston, I think we located uh, something the books were trying to do there, my friend. They closed those markets on a couple of books. Wouldn't let you bet, but uh, hey, here you go. There you have it. Uh, (laughs) Got our special play curse broken, if you will. So uh, let's bring us back on in here, partner, and uh, I think... we're back in action on that. I did also miss uh, the money line dice there. I meant to mention them. 0 and 2 on the day. Celtics plus two and a half and missed the money line as well. The dice are 0 4 on the week. Question mark. I think they only had one play on Monday, so 0 3. Okay, 0 3. That is for sure. They doubled down, so 0 3. Either way, Ugh. approaching fade territory for the Honestly, I mean- cubicle objects that be the money line dice.
1: Yeah, we might need to uh, start tracking, and I can take on, take this one on, but tracking the uh, full record because I believe that's a few weeks so far that uh, they have not been positive. So uh, every, time I, every time we throw around that F word, though, they uh, say screw you and bounce back, so maybe we just need to keep throwing that around whenever they're ice cold. I don't know, dude.
0: Quite possibly. I'm uh, thinking that's what we start doing. So maybe we'll fade you today, Dice. Maybe we'll fade you because they are live here on set. They're listening to what we're saying right now. So maybe we'll fade you, Dice. Who knows? Uh, okay. Well, there was yesterday's best bets of the day. What do we got coming up? Uh, obviously we got today's best bets of the day. You got our mags picks. He's got, uh, four coming at you and I got seven coming at you. Holy cow. We'll actually call it six. Cause me and mags are lining up on one. So we'll call it three for him too. Uh, go through all of those. You can follow all of our best bets of the day. If you miss anything in any the analysis behind them uh, on the Action app, you can follow me at Cash underscore With underscore Colt or Riley at RMags in all caps. And then you can follow every single show's best bets of the day at Talking the Line. You can also follow us on the Chalkboard HQ app. We'll put out our best bets every day there. Uh, join the Talking the Line. Uh, Board and jump in one of our channels chat back and forth with us. Let's have a fun old time in there Uh, It's pretty much pretty much uh, discord if you haven't heard of it It's pretty much discord, but all sports betting with also tracking app with also being able to watch the game It's it's electric. We love it. Shout out our our guys over there at the chalkboard family download it uh, in the App Store or Google Play chalkboard app uh, all one word and then follow them on Twitter at chalkboard HQ Uh, might have a member of their team on uh, wise words here sometime soon who am i what do i Who's know but uh there you go there you have it that's where you can find them all you can also find them on talkingtheline.com dot com slash today's dash best dash bets uh then that'll segue us into the second segment of the day wanted to get all that shit knocked out before i forgot uh as always wednesday warrior team that uh is an absolute wagon to covering their spreads battles back and forth week in and week out day in and day out to cover their spreads well we found two of them and it just so happens that both of their team names are the eagles so we got one that is just going to be the wednesday warrior and instead of doing the traditional for uttl faithful wednesday parlay pop off we're going to do the twofer wednesday warrior twofer uh having some trouble getting that one out i don't really hey. know Maybe we'll think of a name as this goes along, but it's going to be a Warrior twofer, if you will. You're going to have to stick around for the second segment of the show to find out what the two legs on that bad boy is and then uh, what the Wednesday Warrior is as well. Uh, Best bets of the day will be recapped after we get through all of that nonsense. Then the aforementioned Moneyline Dice will make their cubicle appearances. Uh, They'll go ahead and roll for another college basketball matchup, actually. We were going to go to the NBA, but... They've been ice cold on the Pro League, so we are going to go back to college, see what's going on here. Uh, they got their targets acquired on uh, actually another team or another matchup where both teams, their name of their mascot is the Eagles. So very interesting what we got going on for special okay. plates and dice rolls here today. But we'll talk all about that. And then we'll segue into the second half of the show. Uh, we will talk about uh, our mag sidebar go a little bit of back and forth banter. We'll talk our daily leans, everything in between, you know, everything all encompassing, a couple of key announcements, and then my motivation minutes. We'll get you guys on out of here before uh, the 12 o'clock hour, a little bit before. So you guys got some time to, uh, Hit the little boy's room or the little girl's room, wash up, and uh, get ready for Wise Word Season 2, Episode Number 3, dropping at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on YouTube and then on every major podcast directory following. Okay, Whew, that's all I got. Partner, what do you got uh, news-wise, anything, updates, any uh, key critical things we need to get out before we get to today's show, my friend?
1: Doesn't look like it. I have not seen any, uh, you know, earth-shattering news this morning at all. Uh, I guess Logan Thomas going to IR. That's about all I see over here.
0: Okie dokie, Otachoki. I didn't uh, see much either. So, without further ado. I guess the Jamal Adams news. I think you mentioned uh, something on Twitter, though. Yeah, yeah, I did tweet that out. Uh, Teas and peas to Jamal Adams. Look like it's that same shoulder towards Labrum from last year's season ender. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. hopefully he'll be back by 2022. So, teas and peas to Jamal Adams. Uh, One final thing here before we... Quit all the gossip, cut all the banter, and stop the nonsense that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come here for the stone cold locks, picks, insights, analysis, and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, first item of business on tap. Get up your mugs. To me. To you over there, sir. To all you beautiful gambling people sipping the Black Elixir of the Gods, whatever time it is you're ingesting the TTL pod, take your sip, and let's get on with the damn thing. Oh, I am pounding them today, dude. Woo! So am I, man. I think it's just a combination (laughs) of the cold, and it is... uh, We are going to be Wednesday warriors ourselves. So without further ado, my friends, it's time to get into the first segment of the day. You got any questions? You got anything in between? Drop them in the comments. We'll be more than happy to answer them live on the show. But right now, it's time to switch up that ticker to our mag's best bets of the day. He's ready to rock and roll. He's got four to dish out. So without further ado, partner, I yield back, and I say as
1: unto you in the words that I always do, you have the floor. All righty, I appreciate you. So I've got one NBA play in the rest college basketball, so I'll kick it off in the NBA, mm-hmm. going to the matchup between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Right now, last I checked, this one was at 6.5, but I am taking the Milwaukee Bucks minus 6. I'm still fine with minus 6.5. Handful of reasons, partner, that I really like this play. I honestly don't know where to start, but I think I guess I can uh, start with the old uh, man they call the Greek Freak, Uh Uh, and that's obviously, uh, there's a lot of things specifically to this matchup tonight that I think he's going to have a huge night. Uh, Missed a couple games last week, but he's already come back from his calf injury and he's going to be back in action tonight. With him in the lineup, partner, nine straight wins for the Milwaukee Bucks, eight of them by at least seven points. They are dominating teams right now, and even beyond Giannis himself, partner. I don't know if you saw this, but Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, when all three of those guys are in action together this season, they are 11-0 and straight up. And what that means is, is partner, they have not lost a game together, those three guys, since Game 2 of the NBA Finals, where they went down 2-0 to the Mm. Phoenix Suns. That Mm -hmm. means 15 straight wins. They are the hottest team in the NBA right now since the Warriors and Suns have cooled off just a little bit. But beyond all that, partner, no Bam Adebayo and no Jimmy Butler. And against the Heat with Giannis in action, Bam Adebayo's absence is the biggest thing for me. Jimmy, obviously... Is a big factor, but to slow down Giannis, the plan that the Heat have had, and it's worked out the last couple of years as well as anybody can honestly, is uh, you know the Bam Adebayo defensive plan for Giannis. And without him there, he's going to run ransack on this Miami defense. I've got no concerns about this one. I think it's going to be a double digit win for the Bucks, partner.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. I, uh, you know, I if you know me, as I'm losing where, my breath where am out I was, Hey, I got you. Just take a couple deep breaths. You're all right. Um. <laughs> where I'm at with this one man you know me if you know me I I don't like laying heavy chalk with favorites in any type of basketball game unless it's really 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 deserving I because I say that because I am laying some chalk with one of my plays today but I don't know I, I like where your heads at I like what you're saying not losing since game two of the NBA Finals yeah 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 no Jimmy no bam I like it the line movement's nice um. Outside of that, I don't know. I'm not going to get all the way in the boat, just like I said. I don't uh, I don't play NBA till about Christmas time, New Year's. So I'm going to continue to stand firm on that, and it's actually worked out really well for me just to stay back and watch some trends. But hey, I agree with you. First best bet of the day, just because the heater kind of banged up there. Milwaukee Bucks minus five and a half, or minus six and a half.
1: I got it minus six, so six minus and a half. Minus six, right
0: six so somewhere in between there. How about let's split the middle? Milwaukee Bucks minus six, partner. Keep it moving <laughs> for your second best bet of the day.
1: All right, partner. Switching over. I mentioned two college basketball in this one. Got an interesting matchup with the team that I've been watching pretty dang closely. I'm going Jacksonville State and VCU in this one, and I'm taking the points with Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks, at VCU. VCU's defense is great. I've been talking about their unders all season long. The uh, the books have started to adjust those numbers, uh, those totals accordingly, and it's been pretty tricky. It's been uh, those numbers have been pretty spot on. Tough to find value. They uh, the game finished, I believe, this past weekend with VCU. It was like a 120 finish, and it finished over by about 10 points. So they've been adjusting these games accordingly. I'm going to take a uh, step back on those totals. But one thing that I have been noticing uh, when I have been targeting those totals is that the teams that they've been playing either VCU is the underdog. Or they're they uh, they're the favorite, and then they're favored by too many points, and that's another case that we have here because this team, this VCU team, as great as their defense is, their offense is as bad as their defense is good. And I do not think they deserve to be favored by anyone uh, over anyone more than five points. I think their uh, their defense is going to limit Jacksonville State, but their offense isn't going to be able to push the envelope and beat this team by double digits by any means. Jacksonville State uh, has been pretty dang scrappy this year, but These VCO games are just absolute dogfights, low-scoring dogfights. Only beat uh, the Campbell Campbells by four points this past weekend. I think it's a similar game here that they see with Jacksonville State. This one finishes right around the the projected total of 124, I think, uh, like that Campbell Campbells game was. I think it's 65-61 once again. See it as an identical matchup, and the old uh, Gamecocks stay within that 8.5 points.
0: I would generally normally 150% be with you. You know me. I love 8.5 points all day, every day, and five times a week on Sunday. But 8.5 has been a key number that has not been very favorable to me in uh, these matchups so far. That's one thing. Full transparency I've kind of drawn from this season so far. His um, eight-and-a-halves have kind of been set uh, in favor of a kind of a trap for those underdogs. So I like Jacksonville State a lot. Uh, the only thing that kind of took me away from it is that I uh, had played eight-and-a-half a couple times, and I got burned myself. So uh not saying you are on either one of these plays, just kind of the reason that why I'm staying away here. You're not a hung bug
1: over here, guy. No,
0: no, no, not I'm whatsoever. No, I'm don't. just saying that it's, it, it, it hasn't been nice to me. So maybe you will break the trend for the TTL crew and... Lock in your second best bet of the day if you guys would uh, be so kind. The Jacksonville State, Gamecocks, plus eight and a half. Porter,
1: what's up next? All righty, up next, going to some bigger boys in this one, going to Big 12, Big East matchup, K-State and the Marquette uh, Golden Eagles. Look at us over here dropping down Eagles left and right. Uh, not going to the Eagles in this matchup, however, going to the home team, Wildcats here in Manhattan, Kansas. Kansas State minus one and a half is my play on this one. Part of this is Marquette's second true road test that they have faced this season. First one was past weekend at Wisconsin. It did not go well, uh, and I think that's what we see again here tonight with K-State getting their biggest Really, biggest test of the—I shouldn't say biggest test of the season. They had some tests on neutral floors uh, during that Thanksgiving week. Biggest test at home here, and they're three, two, one ATS at home this season. Big key factor here in this one, and either way it shakes out, I still like the Wildcats. Nigel Pack is a questionable—is uh, questionable in this game with a concussion. He missed this last game, however, against Wichita State. Kansas State's first true road test, and they win in Wichita State against a solid Wichita State team that. I would actually put a little bit higher than Marquette, and they went in there and took out the outright win. So with or without Nigel Pack, I still like the Wildcats. Obviously, he's their uh, he's their leading scorer. Uh, so if he is in there, I obviously like it a lot more, but I still think with this home court advantage, they can still get it, get the job done in this one. And then the other half of it is I think we're going to see some regression starting, uh, honestly, starting this past weekend on the road in Wisconsin and continuing here on the road for Marquette. Number 32 in Ken Palm as far as luck rankings partners. So I think the uh, those 50-50 balls, those 50-50 calls are going to start seeing some regression. Uh, they've gotten, obviously, top 32 in luck is a very high number. They've gotten a lot of these breaks that uh, teams don't typically get as consistently as they had won a lot of their big games in neutral sites so far this season, and I think we start to see, like I've been saying, a lot of regression here. So another case, though, of a fast-paced team against a slower-paced team, Marquette being the fast-paced team, exactly the case here this past weekend against Wisconsin, a very slow-paced team, and it didn't work out for the the Eagles. So I think it's another bad matchup. You know, uh, K-State's not a a carbon copy of Wisconsin by any means, but I still think they get the job done here, minus one-and-a-half for my third best bet of the day, partner.
0: For sure. Um, I haven't watched enough K-State to uh, really give an educated opinion about them. Um, And I'm also a homer. You know how much I love K-State in general. Uh, So I think I am with you on this one. The number has dropped pretty significantly uh, in favor of the Cats, so... I think I might be in the boat with you on that one. It might take me the show to debate about it, but uh, I do like that one. I like where you're at for sure, because I do also think uh, we see some regression from Marquette. But just as soon as that seems to always come out of my mouth, Shaka Smart smacks me in that exact thing once again. So, maybe I'll just stay away so I don't curse this fucking shit. I don't know. i stay staying far away. I saw all your plays. I really liked them. Maybe I'll stay way the far fuck away, because... Uh, we're actually lining up on one. So maybe I'll stay away from these, but not say I still do like the Kansas State Wildcats, minus one and a half or whatever you're finding at third best bet. But I love the play we are lining up on for a couple of key reasons. Now, partner, go right ahead. We'll make this uh, crew play of the day. Be so kind as to indulge all of us. What's that best bet
1: coming from us? All right, so fourth and final from me, first of our combined plays, first and only of our combined plays partner, taking another home team the west virginia mountaineers at home over the yukon huskies minus Mm -hmm. two and a half are the west virginia mountaineers yes sir few factors i like in this one partner but the first is uh yukon's injuries that they have and not not a lot of people seem to be privy about this and it's also their first true road game partner which i think is a really tough test going to a really tough environment uh, that is west virginia but as far as the injuries adam uh, damas and tyrese martin both out in this game. They combine for 28.5 points per game and 14 rebounds. That's tough to make up against a really, really tough and stingy defense that is West Virginia. It's not the full fledged, uh, press Virginia that we know and love, but it is pretty dang close. Uh, they are second in the nation in turnovers forced per, por- uh, per possession partner. 28.4% of the time, uh, they force a turnover. That is absurd. And I think we see that tonight, especially with, uh, with a little bit less of uh, you know, that depth that the Yukon Huskies are used to having with those top two guys in. So I think this is gonna be a really, really tough place to go, uh go travel to for the Yukon Huskies. And I don't think they're gonna get the job done here. So give me and you lay some more stuff down for us. I'm sure you got some trends for us as far as the old Mountaineers are concerned. But give me my fourth and final and now your first. Best bet of the day, West Virginia minus two and a half.
0: You're damn right it's a great day to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. You better believe it. Five times a week and 15 times a day on Saturday and Sunday, I am about these West Virginia Mountaineers. Now, i got to walk that back a little bit because every other day other than today, I probably would be on the Yukon Huskies in this matchup. But, partner, one of my key things was those injuries. Uh, Tyrese Martin and Adama Sunogo Two of their best players on, uh, on that uh, lineup. No question about it whatsoever. I just don't think that they're going to have the depth that they need to be able to fill those holes. You also mentioned um, that this is uh, UConn's first real away game. And my friend, I do not think that uh, in West Virginia against old Bobby H uh, uh, and uh, the boys over there is the game you want to be playing. Because I looked a little bit deeper into it, my friend. And uh, did you know that West Virginia is second in the nation in home court advantage and first in the nation in point differential per Ken Palm? Give me all of the West Virginia Mountaineers as well as you over there, partner. Minus two and a half. It opened up minus one and a half, and it slowly continued to rise. I would honestly be okay with it at minus three and a half as well. But once again, you don't believe me. You don't believe my partner. Believe the trends. The trends. Uh, where am I at? Okay, UConn Husky. Sorry, I got too many. This was like the middle. This closed out your card, and this <laughs> yeah. is the middle of my card. I got too much shit going on. Okay, UConn, 0 and 4 ATS. Last four following an ATS win. One and four ATS. Last five versus the Big 12 Conference. West Virginia, 4 and 1 ATS. Last five following an ATS loss, and nine and four ATS. Last thirteen. You're gonna hear this a lot today, Wednesday, Hump Day games. Give me and my partner one more time to close out his card and maybe if he has any other closing final opinions or thoughts on any play on his card today, the West Virginia Mountaineers minus 2.5.
1: What say you, sir? Only thing I have to add is our uh, guest that will be uh, will be gracing the uh, Wise Words Show this uh, this afternoon. Uh-huh. Mentioned this game actually uh, time of recording yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, he is a UConn fan, and he mentioned, and this isn't uh, I would have been on this play regardless, but uh, he kind of doubled down my uh, confidence as far as saying Yukon's going to go up there and get smoked with these injuries, and uh, I feel like I have a good gauge of understanding when a fan maybe is misguided or not and he seemed pretty guided in the fact that this is a spot where he knows his boys don't have a the juice season, in him today
0: he's a season ticket holder i would right. i would imagine he's pretty he's been pretty <laughs> yeah. guided in yeah. that decision yeah and yeah. i and I, th- I would 100 i'm glad you shouted him out because hey another shameless plug didn't come from me this time it came from you right here on this youtube channel and falling on every major podcast directory out there season two episode three of the wise words podcast featuring the legendary you're just going to have to wait to find out, is a Yukon Huskies season ticket holder. His daughter is a Yukon Husky. We talked about that. And uh, he flat out told us, yeah, boys ain't going to have the juice. So, partner, appreciate you uh, mentioning that. Anything else on rest of your plays?
1: No, sir. That's all I got. All right.
0: Well, as always, I appreciate you and those picks, my friend. Uh, mm, actually, about- sorry, sorry, uh-oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Here, you know, you, you said no. You can't damn near... Oh baby, West oh. Virginia. Uh, mm, mm. Sing it, John.
1: Mm-hmm. Forgot I had it queued up, and then here we you know. go. Come on, come
0: on. No, keep going. We need to hit. You're gonna fucking stop it before Sorry. it rips Sorry. it. Oh yeah, you're put it a little closer, kid. Meow. To the the place. place I belong, West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home, country road. Oh, partner, what a guy. What you know, a guy!
1: Way I, to close I it, 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 up fella, I Had you it queued up when you started, and I was like, "Oh, well, this would be bad like, oh, well, to just straight up interrupt him, and I and like, it." I would have loved it. I would have lost my fucking mind. You
0: know me. I I got the I, I'm all over the place 99% of the time. So hey, that <laughs> would have fucking just made it electric. But I that perfect way to close your best bets of the day. Let's keep the proverbial podcast train. Steaming a little bit faster down the tracks. We're 34 minutes past the top of the hour. We've been chatting. We've been going, hey, it's a beautiful Wednesday. You know the drill. We bring the good vibes. You come for the bets. You just stay for those. So let's keep this thing moving. Now into the second segment of the day, my best bets of the day. Okay, my friends. The mid-major king has entered the chat. Please, listen up. Get ready. I actually have no other... Major you know, conference lean your, games. Lean your head over here. <laughs> oh, 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 please. Cry me up, cry me up. Oh, fuck, this is hard. I'm lost in the, I'm lost in the sauce. I can't. Okay, uh, I have no big conference plays. Well, there are two big conference opponents, but we still have. We're taking the mid-major side of things. So, it's time to get down and dirty. I gave you my one big play, West Virginia Mountaineers, but now we're going to the markets that nobody goes to. The mid-major markets, the low-major markets. And my first play of the day. Going to the matchup between the Chattanooga Moccasins, the Mocs, against the UNC Asheville Bulldogs. And no, just because the Bulldogs kicked our ass last week with the Citadel, I think the Citadel might be dead. and maybe not. They covered last night. Either way, I'm taking the Mocs. Minus 7.5. I do think uh, UNCA is just being a little overvalued at home maybe because of that quality win but then again is it really a quality win over citadel uh this past week and then dog walking the absolute mess out of north carolina central north carolina central isn't the same team from 2020 2020 into 2021 um chattanooga is going to honestly be their stiffest competition yet uh they may be four and zero straight up and two and oh ats at home but i always like to say oh how do you have four games at home but you've only covered twice well there were two games that didn't have a spread set those games were against st andrews and brevard University. Uh, if you can raise your hand and tell me where the fuck Brevard University is, please let me know. But I have no clue whatsoever. Uh, Chattanooga's absolutely on fire, my friend. Seven and one straight up, five and two ATS overall, four and zero straight up, and ATS on the road this season. They played Lipscomb and uh, Tennessee Tech, so obviously you can kind of throw those ones out, but they did cover. They uh, absolutely dog walked them, and then they did play VCU and Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount, solid team. VCU defense, very good, and it did not limit this Chattanooga team. So I think uh, because of a couple other key statistical reasons, you're going to see the uh, Mox dog walk the mess out of the Bulldogs here today. Overall rank per Ken Palm, Chattanooga 79th in AOE, 137th in ADE. UNCA is so far away from its not even funny. 271st in AOE, 246th in ADE. Uh, Effective field goal percent is even worse, my friends. Chattanooga offensively, 112th. Defensively, 55th. You look at that same stat for UNCA, 315th in effective field goal percent on the offensive side of the ball. 102nd defensively for opponents. I think uh, the Bulldogs are also going to lose the turnover battle. Uh, Chattanooga really values their possessions offensively. They're 88th per Ken Palm in offense turnover percent, UNCA in that same statistic, 214th. So we've seen it time and time again here early on in the season, as per usual with college basketball. Turnovers, whoever wins the turnover battle, that team is generally going to win the game. Also, another key hustle stat, rebounds before I get into those trends. Chattanooga fourth in offensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. 235th in defensive, but just hold on. Because UNCA, 184th in offensive rebounding percent, 354th in defensive rebounding percent. My friends, they are going to get boat raced. They are going to get out hustled, them being the Bulldogs. Do not trust them. Take the good old mocks. I've been staying away from the boys. If you follow me last year, we backed them a lot. We're back on the train. The boys are rolling. The boys are hot. The boys are a wagon. You don't believe me, believe the trends. The mocks, 36-15, and ATS last 51 road games eight and three ats last 11 as a road favorite they're also 17 and 5 ats last 22 i told you you were going to hear it a lot today miercoles that is wednesday for our non-spanish speakers games and also six and two ats last eight following a straight up win you think I'm fading the boys on the road just because they're laying a little bit of chalk? Hell no. This number's already jumping up, so get in quick. I'm okay up to 9.5, but not any higher. Chattanooga Mox minus 7.5 for my first best bet of the
1: day. I like it, my man. Don't have too much to add, but I do like how they've uh, taken care of this matchup the last few times with uh, rather easily, if uh, you do, or if you ask me. So I like it. Most definitely. All right. well right. Let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving.
0: Second best bet of the day, and if I am not mistaken, we have seen similar movement uh, on a line with this exact same team, and as a matter of fact, they broke that trend, said fuck it to the line, we don't care about you, and they also may or may not have won outright as well. So we're going to the game between the Pennsylvania Quakers and the St. Joe's Hawks. And I think the St. Joe's Hawks are just absolutely disgusting. Uglier than your uncle with his shirt unbuttoned at the Christmas dinner table, my friends. Penn Quakers plus three and a half. Hammer it in right now. I saw it up to four and a half, some books. But we've seen a lot of Fugazi movement over the course of these last few weeks uh, with dogs, especially within some of my plays this weekend yep. and of itself. So I love it. Quake'em Quakes, I can't believe that we're getting them in a dog spot again against a bad St. Joe's team. I don't think St. Joe's need to be favored against anybody, but there also are the usual key statistical reasons as to why I uh, think the Quakers are going to stay in this game and might even get the outright win. Um, They are pretty similar defensively, almost identical numbers, so you got to kind of look a little bit deeper into the offense, and there are a few areas that Penn does have a pretty uh, solid advantage. They do average 42.7 from the floor. 36.4% from beyond the arc. Take note of that. They're 137th in AOE and 135th in effective field goal percent. You look at St. Joe's, 42.3 field goal percent, so pretty similar, but only 31.7 from behind the arc. So that last time I checked, about five percent worse than Pennsylvania. They're 203rd in AOE and 184th in effective field goal percent. Now, I told you that Penn does shoot the three-ball better offensively than St. Joe's, but how How do they defend it? Well, pretty damn good. 34% defensively for the Pennsylvania Quakers compared to St. Joe's. 43.6 allowed to opponents from beyond the three-point arc. Are you kidding me? I think Penn's going to knock down maybe fucking 25, 33 balls, and we see 60 points out of from behind the three-point arc. I don't know. Who am I? Maybe 90. Maybe it's insanity. What do I know? But one thing I do know is hustle stats are going to play large here in this game, too. Penn, 212th in offensive turnovers, 302nd in defensive turnover percent. say, oh my gosh, that's insane, Cole. What are you talking about? Well, Joe's is actually just a little bit worse. 223rd on the offensive side per Ken Palm in turnover percent, 305th on the defensive side in turnover percent. So a little bit better in these games. When we're taking the dog, every little stat like that matters. And Penn has the much deeper team. Per Ken Palm, they're 56th in the nation in depth. Depth compared to Joe's, uh, St. Joe's, 252nd in the nation. But you don't believe me on all of that stuff. Hey, just believe the trends. Penn, 6-2 ATS, last 8 following an ATS loss. 13-6 ATS, last 19 hump day games. They're also, no they are not, St. Joe's is 3-8 ATS, last 11 as a favorite. 4-14 ATS, last 18 as a home favorite. And and 6-13-1. ATS their last 20 games following a straight up loss they're overvalued point blank period they're gonna keep following give me the pen Quakers to Quake'em at plus three and a half or four and a half wherever
1: it is for my second best bet of the day Quake'em (laughs) Quake'em 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 baby uh, yeah I don't know if I like this play so I can say Quake'em or if I just like it flat out in general but uh, nonetheless I'm backing you my man I do like it uh, it's fishy movement man weird
0: fishing movement i don't, yeah, buy I don't it. like what uh where's the line at now last time four and a half
1: i just got four, four and a half oh yeah. yeah
0: fucking love it at four and a half i i don't think it should be over one and a half to tell you the truth and i think penn should be favored okay there you go i already told you about uh yukon or not yukon uh i saw yukon versus west virginia we're taking the mountaineers minus two and a half uh so we just, <laughs> we just sung uh country road so we got to be pretty easy saying that uh yeah mountaineers minus two and a half love that so there takes uh, care of the first three plays. Let's get in the back half of the card. Now, <sighs> matchup between the New Hampshire Wildcats and the Bryant Bulldogs. I looked at this game multiple times. Bryant used to be my boys. They're not on the same track they were this year. And I said, nah, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to fade him. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. And I got all the way done with my card, and it was still there staring at me. And I said, I got to play it. It's, it's the right side. The one thing that was doing it, I realized, is it was my heart wanting to take Bryant. But at the end of the day, New Hampshire is the point-blank period better team. I think that Bryant is simply being favored because they're at home, and they're actually being overvalued in that spot because they are at home. They're 306 in the nation in home court advantage. They're three and six straight up uh, overall, two five and one ATS, and one and two straight up three and zero uh, or no, I'm sorry, one and one straight up zero one ATS at home. They're not worth a damn at home. They're not worth a damn across the board. And I really, really think that uh, the New Hampshire Wildcats should be favored minus two and a half, minus three and a half. I might even be comfortable up to minus four and a half with these guys I think this is completely wrong because they are rolling they're four and two straight up five and 0 ATS overall one and two straight up three and 0 ATS on the road but they do have um, some key edges here statistically offensively 150 percent they average 74 and a half points per game compared to Bryant 70.8 points per game Uh, they're 195th in adjusted offensive efficiency compared to Bryant 236 and then effective field goal percent is also what really did it for me 126. 7th for the Wildcats, in effective field goal percent compared to the Bulldogs, 325th. You never like to see that, but there was also some key defensive statistics as to why I like them here too. New Hampshire's only allowing 61 points per game compared to Bryant's 75.4 points per game. Uh, Bryant sticking with them, 240th in ADE per Ken Palm, 214th in opponent effective field goal percent. You compare that to the Wildcats that are 187th in ADE and 61st uh, in opponent effective field goal percent. I love that, but I also love the hustle stats. You know I had to look at them, and they are in our favor, boy. Let me tell you. Uh, New Hampshire on the uh, glass, 138th in offensive rebounding percent, 25th. Defensive rebounding percent. Compare that to Bryant 166, 166th offensively, and 340th on the defensive glass. Absolutely disgusting. And then who's going to win the turnover battle? Who's going to cough it up a little bit more? I think that's going to be the Bulldogs because they rank 245th in offensive turnover percent per Ken Pom, where New Hampshire ranks seventh. I love all of those key stats, but if you don't believe me, believe the key. Trends. New Hampshire, 6-0 ATS, last six as a dog, 5-0 ATS, last five as a road dog, and 4-1 ATS, last five following a straight-up win. Bryant, 1-4 ATS, last five Wednesday games, 1-6-1 ATS, last eight following a straight-up loss, 0-4 ATS, last four home games, and 1-4 ATS, last five as a home favorite give me all the new hampshire wildcats staring me in the face all day long plus one and a half for my now fourth best bet of the day
1: you can keep it moving partner i got nothing to add but i will back you it's uncanny how often Mm. these damn day of the week freaking trends fit into your shit it's it's uncanny ain't it wild (laughs) i love it i love it and i wasn't gonna
0: add that play and then i opened up the trends i said you have got to be shitting me okay i add okay here we go next one up on tap my friends was a little thirsty there we are going to uh, one of my favorite teams. Um, I used to put them on the same level as the Bryant Bulldogs, and the Bryant Bulldogs kind of fell off. Another puppy, the UMBC Retrievers, going up Ooh. against the Georgetown Hoyas. And I'm taking the UMBC Retrievers plus seven. Again, I think all of these lines that I'm taking today are severely, severely, severely undervalued or maybe even Wrongly a dog. Maybe even need to be a favorite, but I'm very happy taking the points. This is a spot that I think the UMBC retrievers should be favored. Maybe a point and a half, maybe two and a half, but they cannot, in their right minds, they being the books, actually do that. So am I saying sprinkle on the money line? Not entirely, but what I'm telling you is hammer the absolute shit out of the UNBC retrievers plus seven. A couple of key reasons. They're starting to get back on the right track after a little bit of a slow start to the season. I was like, damn, it's UMBC and Bryant. I'm not going to have my two teams that I love back and my low major darlings. They're back to 4-2 ATS over their last six games. G-Town opened scuffling, and they still are. 2-4 ATS over their last six games. It's not a classic Ewing squad, and I think eventually they will be. I think eventually we're going to be able to back them come around tournament time. But right now, I'm more than happy fading them against any number bigger than one and a half, maybe two and a half, to tell you the truth. But, a couple key statistical reasons, as always, my friends, actually, UMBC has the uh, edge in this game, wouldn't you know it. 79.3 points per game for the Retrievers, compared to the Hoyas, 72.9 points per game. Uh, The Retrievers are shooting 44% from the floor, and uh, the Hoyas are only shooting 41.9. You look at effective field goal percent, because I think that's what it really comes down to. We see uh, some positive progression, positive regression. Either way, you want to look at it uh, for UMBC and a little bit of downward regression for Georgetown in this uh, category. Effective field goal 206th for Georgetown, 95th for UMBC. Also, UMBC kind of has the defensive edge here too. I couldn't believe it, but they are uh, only allowing 69.4 points per game compared to Georgetown's 72. Uh, They're allowing opponents to shoot 42.8% from the floor and 29.5% from beyond the arc, where Georgetown's only 43.4% field goal percent allowed and 33.9% from beyond the arc. A couple of uh, small little advantages there, but last time I checked, we're taking the underdog that has the advantages so hey who am i what do i know oh one thing i do know is i think they're going to win the turnover battle umbc 23rd in offensive turnover percent 201st in defensive turnover percent so not terrific but georgetown 203rd in offensive turnover percent 216th on the defensive side of the ball per ken pom so i think the retrievers win the uh turnover battle and hey what do i also like around this time of the year uh those uh those them there free throws that's right that's what they're called Ah, UMBC's a measly 81.7% from the charity stripe. It's not the best, I know, not the greatest. Well, ah, Georgetown, whew, 70.1% from the charity stripe. Give me all of the Retrievers to be hot from the line to keep them in this game. But you don't believe me, believe the damn trends. The Retrievers, 3-0-1 ATS, last four following an ATS loss. 12-4 ATS, last 16 as a dog. 8-3 ATS, last 11 as a road dog. The Hoyas 1 and 4 ATS last five versus a team with a winning straight up record 0 and 4 ATS their last four overall and partner here it comes 2 and 9 ATS their last 11 Wednesday games Good. give me all of the damn UMBC retrievers plus seven for my fifth best bet of the day
1: I like it my man I'm backing you on it I uh to ease my own uh pain a little bit because Georgia uh, Georgetown is bad um, one of the things that I you know that I you know typically likes I like to dig deep into is the uh, you know the, the The big power team that is Georgetown as far as the conference They play in against the low conference team. It's like oh, what's the difference here? Is it is there gonna be a big talent? You know swing here, but uh, UMBC is already taking down pit Panthers uh, team That's obviously not good. But as far as you know, the Pretty size similar. and athleticism Pretty damn similar, and uh, it's know, similar caliber team. They beat that team by 10. Mm -hmm. Like you, I'll probably stay away from the money line, but it does intrigue me a little bit here, but I do like the points, man.
0: Well, thank you, good sir. I appreciate it. Okay, here we go. Last two plays of the day. Let's keep it moving, keep it grooving. Uh, We are going to the matchup between the Air Force Falcons and the Big Sky boys, the Montana Grizz. My friends, we're taking the Air Force Falcons plus 7.5. I think, once again, they are being incredibly undervalued and I don't know when the books are going to give them respect but for now we keep it moving and we keep it grooving. They are 7-1 and straight up, 6-2 and ATS overall, uh, 1-0 and straight up and ATS on the road so far. Uh, I think the Grizzlies are being just a little bit overvalued because classically the Falcons have been a bad team. They haven't been good whatsoever and they're surprisingly pretty damn good and they cast a handful of tickets for both me and Mag so far this year. Grizzlies are 4 and 0 straight up at home 3 and 0 ATS you say oh easy relax one was against Dixon State Dixon State scored 27 fucking points. Nebraska Omaha, not worth a damn whatsoever, outside of the top 300 in almost every major Ken Palm statistical category. They played UCSD, who can shoot from time to time, but we're quickly finding out that the old San Diego boys aren't as solid as they were there in uh, University of Cal. And uh, Southern Miss can be solid from time to time, but also not a barn burner by any means. The Falcons are solid, but uh, you don't believe me, believe some of the key trends. Um, The offenses are pretty similar, so I look defensively, and actually, hey, (laughs) the Air Force Falcons have the edge here, my friends. And last time I checked, they're the dog, only allowing 57.9 points per game compared to Montana's 65. Uh, They're only allowing opponents to average 39.7 from the floor and 30.1 from beyond the arc. Compare that to Montana whose opponents are shooting 44.5 field goal percent and 43% from beyond the three-point arc. You want me to go even further, I'll keep going. Air Force 45th in uh, opponent effective field goal percent and 64th in defensive turnover percent compare that to Montana, that's 318th in opponent effective field goal percent and only 74th in defensive turnover percent. I think this is a defensive game and one that falls in the favor of the Falcons. I also think that the ability of the Falcons to shut down the three ball defensively and the inability, it seems, for Montana to do that same thing, coupled with the ability of Air Force to actually shoot that son of a gun compared to Montana, is what's going to allow them to pull away and actually keep this game really close. They're 36.3 from beyond the the arc montana's only 34.7 uh i already told you guys once again who allows more threes last but certainly not least i told you about effective field goal percent on the defensive side of the ball but what about offensively i couldn't believe this split air force air force (laughs) air force (laughs) Air Force 8th, that's why I said 4th, Air Force 8th <laughs> in uh, effective field goal percent offensively compared to Montana, 227th, my friend. So, you don't believe me that uh, Air Force is undervalued for all of those reasons? Well, just believe the doggone trends, you crazy people. Air Force, 4-1 and one ATS, last 5 following an ATS win, 6-2 against the number last 8 overall. Montana, 4-9 ATS, last 13 home games, 3-7 ATS last 10 as a home favorite and partner here it comes once again montana two and seven ats last nine wednesday games give me all of the damn falcons plus seven and a half for my almost second to last best bets of the day
1: I'm with you for sure, my man. We've been uh, big backers of the old Falcons, and I completely agree with everything you said. I was interested, pulled the reins back myself because I didn't know. uh, I was going to let you hammer it home because you know the big sky, uh, so I was letting you hammer in the uh, knowledge on the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, Is it Grizzlies? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, So, yeah, I am 100% with you on this one, no doubt about it.
0: All right, well, here we go. Let's wrap up today's card then. Without further ado, my final best bet of the day. Holy smokes, we have been at it. Going to the matchup between the Cornell Big Red and the Virginia Tech Hokies. And I know last week, my friends, we were singing the praises. I'm in love with the Hokies. I, f- I went as far as even make a TikTok of the damn shit. I understand <laughs> that. I get that. But in this spot... It's far too many damn points, and you got to give me all of the Cornell Big Red plus 17 and a half. I absolutely love the Cornell and, uh, Big Red, and I am not worried at all about the difference in conferences here. They are a wagon right now against the number, and I have to keep backing them until further notice. They are 8 1 straight up, 7 0 against the number, 3 1 straight up, 4 0 ATS on the road, and I think they keep rocking and rolling at that same. Pace Virginia Tech has been solid. Uh, they've kind of messed up in a few spots when we backed them, and this is not a fade play of them by any means. But they just have not played quality opponents whatsoever at home. And I think uh, Old Cornell's going to have them in for a rude awakening. They played uh, Maine, Radford, uh, Stephen F. Uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Merrick, and Wake Forest. SFPa. That's right. Oh no, St. Francis, Pennsylvania. That's yeah, who that is. Come. I got to say, I had to say that out loud. Uh, Merrist uh, or Merrick. Uh, yeah, Merrick and then Wake Forest. So fucking teams Merrimack, I can't... Sorry. Merrimack, goodness gracious. See, I'm all over the map. Fucking team, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you here. They haven't played quality opponents at home. Actually, we just faded Merrimack yesterday, and uh, that paid off pretty big, uh, pretty well against another Ivy League school and the Brown Bears. What do you know about that? Cornell, uh, Big Red, they are still a bear as their mascot. However, a couple of th- key things as to why I believe... Uh, Cornell's going to keep this game close. And it's because of their offense. They're averaging 91.2 points per game. I know they're playing lesser opponents, but I still think they're going to be able to get plenty of balls in net because Virginia Tech's only uh, averaging 69.2 points per game. Uh, Shooting 50.4% from the floor compared to Virginia Tech, 45.2%. And then effective field goal percent also is very, very critical because their three-point shooting is pretty similar, right around 38%. 16th in effective field goal percent Per Ken Palm for the Cornell Big Red and 79th for the Virginia Tech Hoax. Uh, A couple other key things are, uh, well, one final key thing actually is just going to be the offensive glass, I think, for Cornell. They are very, very, very solid and I think they're going to be able to get second chance points. Uh, I think they'll be able to rock and roll. I don't know for some reason what the hell happened here. I was just noticing um, that, uh, my, uh, my notes here for some reason, they uh, shifted everything down and I don't know why that, uh, messed up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you those turnovers here real quick. I don't know why the hell that all, uh, got mumbled and jumbled all around, uh, for Cornell. So I gotta, gotta do a quick little, uh, adjustment here. Everybody be cool. No problem. No harm, no foul. The Cornell big red. All right. Come on. Fucking hell. Just because, uh, uh, we're streaming right now. Okay. Uh, they're 97th on the offensive side of the ball in uh, turnover percent. So I love them uh, to hang on the ball for much, much more than uh, Virginia Tech here. See, I'm all over the map now, but Virginia Tech actually uh, ranks 45th. So they're right in the same ballpark, but I think that uh, we see, um, we see Cornell hang on to the ball a little bit more here and uh, they're able to uh, kind of clean up some of the key things. I also talked about offensive rebounds that's where I really wanted to go was uh, Cornell's offensive rebounds because they are solid as hell on the offensive glass. In closing thought uh, once again to get over to the actual right page. This is really, uh, this is really not where I wanted this to go. And I hope you don't. Uh, <laughs> I really hope you don't uh, hate me and uh, not back this play. Um, actually, we're just gonna stay off everything because this damn thing's all messing up either way. Uh, sometimes you know your notes don't go to plan. Much like life, sometimes. Things don't go always as you wish they would, but what I do know is that things are going to go as we wish they will here today with the Cornell Big Red because I got the trends to prove it. That's one thing I don't have messed up. You know me, the Big Red. 6 and 0 ATS last 6 as a dog, 5 and 0 ATS last 5 as a road dog, and oh my gosh, partner, here it comes again. 18 and 6, their last 24 Stop. Wednesday games. Virginia Tech 3 and 7 ATS their last 10 versus a team with a winning straight up record and partner this is the cherry of all cherries on top of the damn Sunday. Virginia Tech 4 and 8 ATS, their last 12 Wednesday games. And wait, 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 wait. The Hokies 1 in 5 ATS, last six games on Wednesday played on their home hardwood. Give me the Cornell Big Red plus 17 and a half.
1: Wrap up my best bets of the day. I, I
0: uncanny. Uncanny, I it's uncanny
1: man. Uncanny. This, uh, this might be the only one I like to play. I really do. I don't know if I can fade the song, dude. I don't know if I can fade the song. I
0: just
1: That's don't the think I can the only thing in the it. back
0: of my head, man. Yeah. That was the only thing in the back of <laughs> my head. You got all so. these
1: notes messing up and the, the song might be out for vengeance i don't know dude
0: no no it's all good i I don't know what what happened i think that was some bullshit uh yeah i think the Hokies are trying to sabotage my notes (laughs) because they know they're about to not be able to cover this fucking game and uh i gave them some love last week we'll be back you guys just suck on wednesday i can't freaking back you at 17 and a half points so there you go there you have it holy cow holy smokes partner that does it all my best bet of the day i'm done i'm out okay special play of the day I'm going to yield back because I've been talking for a hot minute. You know everything we got going on for Wednesday Warrior and the Wednesday Twofer, right? Okay, that's what I thought. I figured you would. I know you don't have the old agenda readily in front of you. So without further ado, special plays of the day. Wednesday Warrior special play and the Wednesday Warrior Twofer. Now, we usually have the Wednesday parlay pop-off, but we didn't want to pick and choose out of our plays. We just had two that we were really confident about that are complete stone-cold Wednesday Warriors. So without further ado, partner, uh if you could be so kind as to indulge all of the fine folks out there, who are the two teams or well, uh the one who's a Wednesday Warrior and then the two on the Warrior
1: for parlay. All right, I admit, you have to help me as far as what is a Wednesday Warrior. The Wednesday Warrior would be the EWU. Okay. Okay. That's uh-huh. what I thought wasn't uh, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Switched up the plan a little bit, you know, kept my hey, body oh, guessing okay. and my g- body guess wrong. So, uh EWU mm-hmm. is our Wednesday Warrior of the Week. Eastern yeah. Washington that is on the road against Colorado Buffaloes. We're taking the EWU, uh, just EWU Eagles. I was going to say Golden Eagles, but they're definitely not gold. Yep. Uh, plus 16.5. Looks like it's down to 16 in certain spots that I'm seeing right now. Partner, a lot of things that I like about this game. EWU, one of the fastest-paced teams in the entire country. I think that's going to be a problem for Colorado in this one. I think they can keep it within single digits. If not, worst case, right around 12-point swing. Uh, If they get into trouble, that fast pace is going to get them back into the game real quick. If they get down by 20 at any point, not going to cause me too many worries. So I like that one quite a bit for today's Wednesday warrior of the day. Now you mentioned a little bit of an encore because we had a uh, beautiful two for Tuesday yesterday mm-hmm. and you mentioned that we've got another play that we like uh just about as much as the old EWU eagles. This time we are going to another eagle. The Golden Eagles, no, it's not the Golden Eagles. I thought they were Golden no, Eagles as just well. They're Eagles, man. They got color gold in their, their shit at least. But Copen State Eagles at the George yeah. Washington Colonials. Yeah. taking Copen State plus seven and a half. Both of these teams straight up are bad teams. I will not uh, deny that. I will not ignore that about both of these teams. George mm-hmm. Washington is, uh, I would say, at least a little bit, maybe not worse, but... I think they're a lot closer than this spread would dictate. I think it's closer to a pick'em partner even at home for George Washington. But Copen State, uh, you know, I'll let you use your term that you so love for George Washington as far as covering things go, because Copen uh-huh. State, on the other hand, has been fantastic this year, covering this covering the number nine and three mm-hmm. against the spread, eight and three on the road, and that's what they have here. They have had road tests, at least against the spread hasn't worked out great straight up, but against the spread, they have been a very good team. So give me the Copen State Army. Give us. I don't know. I was going to, me, Copen State, and then I was going to kick it over you to nail your, uh, you know, the phrase that you love to use as far as George Washington. So give us Copen State plus seven and a half partner.
0: George Washington couldn't cover a damn twin Back. size bed if you call him a fucking king <laughs> size blanket. I don't give a damn what you want to say about any of it i think we're on both the right sides here the eastern washington eagles plus sixteen and a half and the copen state eagles at plus seven and a half actually down to uh seven at some locations i have seen hey, now hey, hey. uh still comfortable with it there uh you thought i would also come to this segment with no trends you're out of your damn oh, mind boy. my friend um hey partner here it comes again colorado three and seven ats last ten wednesday games you better believe it my friends there are no wednesday trends for the Eastern Washington Eagles, but they are 19-7 ATS, their last 26 as a road underdog. Partner? Here it comes again. The Copen State Eagles, 5-2 ATS in their last seven Wednesday games, my friend, and no Wednesday trends for the uh, George Washington Colonials, but uh, they are 0-4 ATS, their last four as a home favorite. Give us both the Copen State uh, Eagles. On the well well let's make let me back this up the Eastern Washington Eagles plus 16 and a half for the Wednesday warrior you see it going there and then the warrior two for parlay give us the Eastern Washington Eagles plus 16 and a half and the Copen State Eagles plus seven and a half you parlay those two bad boys up you're getting plus 265 odds there you go there you have it the special place of the day okay Let's recap everything, my man, Uh, quickly, fastly, and in a hurry, so we got some time to uh, chit-chat and actually get everybody out of here before wise words drop, so, excuse me, (laughs) without further ado, let me get everything rolling on uh, the opposite screen over here, mis compadres, okay, without further ado. Rip out your sports books, get out your pens, your pencils, your paper, or whatever method, mode, or way you like to take stock of the TTL Crew's Best of the Day because they are about to be live on your screen for the first time on this gorgeous Wednesday of bets, December the 8th, 2021. Please so kindly turn your attention all the way above us to Armag's picks for his four Best Bets of the Day coming to you live from West Virginia. The Milwaukee Bucks NBA play minus six. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks plus eight and a half. The Kansas State Wildcats minus one and a half. And the West Virginia Mountaineers minus two and a half. Turn your attention right side of your screen. You might see in there too that I am uh, lining up with mags. We'll call it a crew play. West Virginia Mountaineers, it's a beautiful day to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Minus two and a half. Give me also the Chattanooga Mox minus seven and a half. The Pennsylvania Quakers plus three and a half. Fine with it up to four and a half. Uh, The University of New Hampshire, Wildcats, plus one and a half. UMBC Terriers, plus seven. Air Force Falcons, plus seven and a half. And the Cornell Big Red, plus 17 and a half. The Wednesday Warriors special play and Wednesday Warrior 2 for special play. Two special plays today are Eastern Washington, plus 16 and a half. And then Parlay, Eastern Washington, plus 16 and a half. With Copen State at plus seven and a half. For grand total, 265. Odds. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven best bets coming your way today, including those special plays. It's actually 12, so all of those are 12. Let's get them all of the pay window. But first, we need you to dive deep into the trenches with the crew for the daily battle with the books. And without further ado. It's about time that you just go on ahead and lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing. And whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Beautiful. Okay, well, there we go. There we have it. Today's best bets of the day, December 8th. 2021 how the hell did i forget that okay there we go <laughs> all right last segment first half of the show let's keep it moving oh i didn't do that with uh, the ttl Crew's best best of the day there's the recap there you go there you have it how about the money line dice roll of the day hey, hey, hey. oh my gosh the cat's out of the bags you see it there another eagle on eagle matchup what the hell is going Jeez. on in the college basketball today we're taking the niagara Purple Eagles against the Eastern Michigan Eagles. We're actually not taking anything. The Moneyline Dice are letting us know what they're going to be taking. So without further ado, partner, as I get them rocking and rolling, shined up, glistened up, ready for their daily roll of the day, could you be so kind as to indulge us? Where's this game here being played at? Uh, Who's the home team? Who is the away team? Favorite dog? What is the total set at? And let's get on after it.
1: All righty, so this one is going to be played in Eastern Michigan We've got the Niagara Purple Eagles at the Eastern Michigan Eagles as you so kindly mentioned Eastern Michigan at home actually depends on where you're looking, but we uh, typically go with FanDuel But we'll go plus one and a half for Eastern Michigan the dog at home in this spot And the over-under at 137 and a half. So Niagara minus one and a half on FanDuel. Uh, If you're back in the dice and they choose Niagara, go ahead on over to a different book because it looks like the odds are a little different. Do your line shopping, the dice are telling you to do.
0: Uh Aha, aha. And then 137 and a half, you said? Correct. Okie dokie, artichoke. Well, without further ado, we have the first roll of the day. Are we going with the home team, Eastern Michigan Eagles, or are we going with the away team, Niagara Purple Eagles? I'm a big fan of Niagara, so we'll see what happens Go here. On. Maybe the dice are a tool. Without further ado, we all find out in three, in two, in one. Home team. Emu. Home team. Home team. You see it there? Home team. Now okay. are we going money Moneyline. Are we getting a little chalky and have to lay uh, low? Oh, maybe not. Do your line shopping. Maybe it's plus one and a half. Either way, are we going are we going money line, or are we going against the number? Who knows? What uh, What do you got to say there, partner?
1: Sorry, I, I might have misspoke. I think our action app was a little wrong. Eastern Michigan, minus one and a half at home is the line.
0: Apologies. dokey. There you go. There you have it. Eastern Michigan, minus one and a half. Are we going with that, or are we going with the money line? We all find out in three, in two, in one. Money line, money line, right. money line.
1: Minus one thirteen. Money
0: line, money line, money line. Okay. Unofficially, Eastern Michigan Eagles money line for the dice selection today, but we still have the wild card die. Come on, dice. Come on, dice. All types of randomness. They have their selection ready to lock and load. Will they need an extra roll? Will they be doubling down or are they going right to that total of 137 and a half? We find out in three. In two. In one. Come on, dice. Away ATS.
1: Fuck. I shit you not. Come on, Dice. We ain't got time for this. Away, ATS.
0: Can you see the away? Can't sure really, can Yeah, you can kind of see
1: the away. All right. Okay,
0: we ain't got time for this bullshit. It's been a long episode. On, All right, here we go. Home, away. home team, still on the same page. All right. Sorry, right. yeah, I apologize. Got to show you the home team. Oop. You ain't home
1: having the success to be doing these, uh, you know, re-rolls and into here, Dice. Come on now. ATS.
0: ATS. All right. Okay, they're willing to lay the one and a half. They said,
1: hey, I want that minus one and a half. Wild card roll. Under. All right. Under.
0: 137 and a half. That's a big old U. Hear ye, hear ye. The dice have spoken. (laughs) If you. Want a guaranteed take two tickets. count them. one ticket, two tickets to the pay window tonight. No questions, no qualms, no quarries have been laid out right now by the legendary cubicle objects that be the money line dice. Lock in the Eastern Michigan Eagles, minus one and a half again in their game against the Niagara Purple Eagles today. But while you're at it too, hammer in the under 137 and a half.
1: Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Get hot. Get, get hot, out, boys.
0: Dice. Get hot, boys. We uh, we wouldn't be opposed to a little uh, getting back to a 2-3, and three, a little 48%, <laughs> somewhere in that ballpark. Please. Who the hell Please. knows? And uh, then before you know it, we're over 500 once again. So get hot, Dice. Eastern Need Michigan it. Eagles minus 1.5 under. 137.5 in their matchup with the Niagara Purple Eagles. If you're tailing the dice today, or fucking take the opposite if you're fading the dice, they are 0-3 this week. I don't know. You do what you want to do. But if you want your own set of dice, you can't make up your mind. Head on over to this episode's description. Find the MoneylineDice.com uh, link down there. And uh, you'll also see maybe a little offer code there for you, too. Maybe TTL10. TTL10 gets you a 10% off your first order on MoneylineDice.com. It's... uh. Holiday season, Christmas time, coming right around the corner. If your name might be Jolly Old St. Nick, maybe just stop on in, pick some things out, stocking stuffers, wrappables, whatever the case might be. Fill up your cart full. You get on in there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Fill up your satchel full, your present sack full of whatever you need. And then once you get all that in there, go on over to that sack and type in TTL10. 10 percent off your first order on moneylinedice.com and spread the holiday joy with gambling supplies far and wide thank you dice thank you dice okay that does it first half of the show uh we'll have a little bit of a uh, shorter condensed version of the That's second right. half of the show here today we got i don't know where time went here we just kind of uh, got windy and started talking so without further ado the ticker has been changed. The gear has been dropped back down, partner. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 178 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful December the 8th in the year 2021.
1: My man, we'll keep it short and simple, and for the most part, just go into some leans because I've okay. uh, got a few things I'm interested in chatting about here. Um, I'll kick it off. I will probably stay away from this one. I'm interested in what your gut is telling you. Indiana, Wisconsin, this one is in Madison. Badgers laying four and a half, five.
0: Give me Indiana plus four and a half, but I'm not taking okay. it whatsoever because that's fucking – watch, watch Wisconsin win it by 50. Yeah, and then so I went, I, and then I finally get on the Wisconsin train, and Indiana wins this yeah. game outright by fifty. Right. I don't yep, need it. I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm really staying away from the Stayed away. Tell you the truth. Well, so
1: I have my. Uh, that's kind of what I'm saying. I my if you're playing the number, you probably should play Indiana. My guts telling me to take Wisconsin, but it's just it's I just don't see the value in taking that without any hesitation. I mean, you look at historically, that's kind of where I'm looking. These teams the last few years are pretty similar, but Wisconsin's the. As good as they've been, if not better than they've been the last few years. And they've handled business against uh, Indiana the last handful of years. And this uh, looks like it's second true road test for Indiana. And the first one didn't go well against Syracuse. So totally different style. I mean, night and day playing Syracuse, Mm -hmm. playing Wisconsin, as far as playing styles of those teams. So uh, this is going to be a good one to watch, I think. Should be a good game and a nice data collecting game.
0: Indiana didn't uh, – the only th- – oh, never mind. You got Syracuse on my brain. Never mind. Uh, they're playing Wisconsin, not Syracuse. I apologize. Right. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. Uh, wanted to back the uh, the old Towson boys. We backed mm-hmm. them at uh, plus nine, and they got an outright win for us here earlier on in the week. But uh, there's a reason they went up to 15 uh, after that yeah. against the Ohio State Buckeyes. So want to stay far away from that one. Um, let's see. Other puppies I was interested in. Oh, Utah Valley University, Utah Valley, Mm. uh, yeah, Utah Valley State or Utah Valley University, whatever they want, UVU, they opened at uh, plus four and a half. I was really interested in them last night. I said, oh, that's wrong, Uh, but they're playing the Thunderbirds, who have had a knack for piping me over my uh, collegiate basketball betting uh, career here, and uh, it's now up to six and a half, so I'm glad I didn't hammer that in on four and a half. I don't think that is one of those fugazi line movements. I think the Thunderbirds are just that damn good, but hey- I could be talking shit later, uh, or now, and uh, look all kinds of crazy later, so we'll have to see there. Um, Was a big fan of Niagara, but the line flipped, and the dice said, fuck that. We're going minus one and a half, so we stay there.
1: I think uh, uh, what I was interested in, uh, we've already kind of pulled the reins back on the fade train, the Evansville fade train. We already Ah. have pulled the reins back. I, I'm not saying they're going to be a good team, but I don't think they're going to continue to be as bad as they mm. had been to start the year. You know what I mean? Short favorite against SEMO, but I believe you I mean, would agree that SEMO just is uh, a big old hot dumpster fire, if I'm not mistaken.
0: The only play that I did not take that I didn't cross out, you can't see it, but that right there is Evans minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Evansville against southeastern Missouri. SEMO is fucking gross dude they're I just terrible to i evansville, hate bro. them but i don't want to take oh. evansville either but uh, yes that was another another game i was leaning for sure
1: how about the other full-on fade train that we have been this is one that i'm interested but the team that they're playing big team that they're playing it hasn't uh, exactly been fantastic idaho state at mm. the cal golden bears idaho state we've been fading in cash and tickets but they are 13 and a half point dogs at cal and I yeah I'm agreeing with you because Cal just hasn't been that tame. Yeah, gun to my head, I if you told me I said I had to make a play, I would continue to do the fade train. You know what I mean? Last but, bet
0: on the world, 100. percent The last bet you could ever take. I would probably fade Idaho State once again, right. but not a whole lot of confidence in the Golden Bears at uh, in double digits. Right. Um, I really wanted some action on Dayton. Um uh, mm. but I just there's a reason they're a dog in this game and I can't really figure it out. I don't really know I don't know what's going on, especially with them being uh five and zero straight up and ATS in their last few games here. I or last five I just haven't watched enough uh SMU to really know right what the hell they are. They're three and seven against the numbers, so instantane Goodness gracious, coffee burps, I apologize. Instantaneously <laughs> uh you would think that fuck, let's just fade them, let's go with Dayton, but There's a reason Dayton has uh, been absolutely covering the hell out of numbers in their dog here. So I I really wanted some action on him, but I'm just going to sit back and take uh, some data collection on that bad boy. Um, Team that you've seen me back a lot, and I do believe that if they cover this game today, um, they're going to be official. We can back them wherever because they probably won't get any bigger than this. Marist minus 3.5 today. They're going up again, so I don't tell you wrong. Let me make sure. Um, of course, I can't type with a damn right now. Uh, it's not on the site I'm on, so I won't. I won't go all the way through that. But Marist, uh, keep an eye on them. I, I got to remember who they're uh, playing. I guess I could look up all my other apps Uh Binghamton. Oh, Binghamton. Yeah, Binghamton has not been uh, not been good whatsoever. Uh, they Great. actually got beat by that bad St. Joe's team that I'm betting against here today. Yep. Um, so I just, I think if, um, Marist handles them, they cover the three and a half cause three and a half peels pretty set up. If you ask me for Marist, um, one just with many. what I've known of them, it's just one, one, two, maybe even three too many, just from what yeah. I know. But if they cover this, then the books know their value and I have no choice but to follow that because they've cashed tickets for me all year long. Uh, also love Dartmouth minus three and a half, but since I already took, uh, one Ivy League, I decided just to uh, take it easy. A uh, little bit of data collection there on old Dartmouth. Uh, they are playing Quinnipiac, correct? Yes, they're playing Quinnipiac. I so, yeah. Quinnipiac cannot fucking cover a number to save their damn life. Uh, but that is probably a game I'm going to be tuned into for sure. Some Quinnipiac and Dartmouth. I know that sounds absolutely disgusting, but I oh, am no. geared up, big boy. Um, one that I really, really wanted to hammer in. Uh, two, actually. Two to close it out because I don't have really much out- outside of that. Uh, TCU minus two. Uh, uh, I'm just not a hundred percent sure what they yeah. are. I, I just, I really don't TCU, know. TCU,
1: Utah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And and I'm not sure what the Utes are quite yet. I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, well, I'm, I'm not glad I didn't hammer it because it's up to three at consensus right now. But still a decent decent fan of. If you're wanting some action out of that game, I'd probably lay the points with TCU. But being one four and two against the number this season, that's eh, just a team mm-hmm. I couldn't back. So right. there's that one. And then. It moved in the wrong direction. Uh, we'll see what it's rated at here. Let's see if they have a, uh, a projection for the game. Of course they do. 64.6 to 62.5. So last time I checked, that's 127.1 with the total for Michigan State and Minnesota set at 135. Now, I wanted uh, to take the under here, my friend, uh, but it was at 132 quickly to 133 134 and a half 135 and a half and now it's back down to 135 i don't know what that hmm. means um with uh 127.1 that gets well under even if it goes back to 130 i'd have some confidence in that under that was actually going to be one of my best bets of the day full transparency but i decided to stay away so if you are wanting a little bit of action on that michigan state minnesota uh big 10 game taking the under maybe stay away i got no yeah, that's idea that's
1: a tough one That's a tough one. I I was trying to talk myself into the spread pick on that one, but because Minnesota's going to be a bottom-of-the-pack team. It just kind of depends, because I kind of saw it as a similar – I kind of read it similarly to Mm. what Michigan-Nebraska was yesterday, and obviously I was blatantly wrong yesterday. So I was interested in Michigan State, but if they – yeah, if they don't come out and show out tonight, then obviously Minnesota can take care of business and cover.
0: Most um, Nothing else college basketball-wise for me – I actually got uh, NBA play, dude, believe it or not. Um, Talk to me. I don't want to say it, but what? because my heart is not in NBA right now, lines are jumping out more than me, more than they ever have before. Okay. I'm staying back. I'm not putting action on them, and lines are just popping. Cleveland Cavaliers minus 2.5 against these Chicago fucking Bulls today. You half, half. Half to take the Cleveland Cavaliers, regardless of the number. You have to. You have to. It's point-blank, period. There's there's it nothing like There's nothing in my heart tied to this game. Now, Chicago Colt, let's fucking go, Bulls. See red. What are we doing? <laughs> we better not fucking lose this game outright. Are you, lose, are you fucking kidding me? But it opened at 2.5, up to 3.5. Boys, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win this game maybe by double digits. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know for what reason. I think maybe by... F- Three, four, five o'clock. We might have a serious injury or illness update that we we'll don't still know do about a yet. Couple guys out. Well, that too. We might have an additional update. Who the hell knows? But uh, I think you got to take the Cavs, man. I think
1: you got to take yeah. Cavs. I was actually about to bring it up. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's still out, and Alex Caruso's still out. So that's actually—and they took care of business against the Nuggets. Uh, That was in Chicago, though, and you and I have talked about how stingy this Cavs team can be, though. So I am staying far, far away from this one as much as my uh, Homer Hart would say, you're making the Bulls three-and-a-half-point dogs. Give it to me. Please, please. That's what they want the entire Chicago Bulls fan base to do. Maybe take a beat on this one today. Don't do it. Okay,
0: let me just uh, throw some numbers out here. You say a little uh, yay or nay. We don't have to get dove deep into it. You just say yay, yay, mm, nay.
1: Charlotte Hornets, plus seven. I would say yay, but nay, because it is the exact same line a few days later as what it was, and uh, I believe they ended up losing that game, but they covered, and it was a tight game. So, uh, oh, same line? No thanks. Thank you, Mr. Magnuson. Glad that's what you said. Line number two, New York Knicks, plus four and a half. Uh, nay on the Knicks. I just talked about how uh, I might be fading the Knicks in certain spots. I hate betting on the Pacers. Otherwise, this would be an easy pick for me, but I do not enjoy taking action with the Pacers.
0: Pacers came out hot against the uh, Wizards last game out. They yeah. looked fucking good. So, yeah, I would say maybe potential fade there too. So, I liked what you said there as well, partner. Um, next one up. Dallas Mavs, plus five.
1: Down to three and a half. Mm. I, early morning, I was uh, interested in the Grizzlies. I'm getting more and more interest, interested in the Mavericks. Staying and far I, away from this one, though, man. Staying far away from this one.
0: Agreed. Love your opinion. Denver Nugs, mm. minus two and a half. Laying the two and a half at home. Good for a they three have, ball
1: or no? Uh, this one's in New Orleans, actually. Oh, it is. Okay. I'm interested in the Pelicans. I was kicking the tires on this one. I'm making this one my, one of my best bets of the day. The thing that I am not happy about, and this kind of happened with, uh, I believe it was my Spurs pick last night, where they give mm-hmm. these like clear like clear and obvious, looks like a setup line, and the money starts to flow the other way to the point where, again, in a spot like this, the Pelicans are going to be the team that's getting the majority of the money, so it's it's almost like a double setup as far as tricking you to think it's that big of a setup line, and then really it's, it they just are deceiving you into thinking of that, and now they want the Nuggets to uh, take care of business as opposed to what you might think early in the morning, so I wanted the Pelicans, but I'm staying far away.
0: Okie dokie, Uh, How about Minnesota Timberwolves plus eight and a half, uh, down to seven and a half looks like now, too many points even against a solid Utah Jazz team.
1: Staying away, but I want it. I do like them.
0: Same here, especially after uh, two days ago when we yeah Monday Madness we yeah, took them against ago, the yeah. Atlanta Hawks. That's kind of got me chapped. Uh, I kind of to I want to really pay close attention to that game. Tell you the truth, I uh, won't be taking any action as always. Once again, no NBA action until after Christmas for your boy. Let Mags dish it out, and I uh, take notes of everything, and then we just start fucking cashing boatloads of tickets. See, I'm okay with uh, losing some money here and there with college basketball to gain notice some trends i can't sure. do it for nba nba just makes me so much more mad for some reason because like college basketball is an electric sweat 99.9 percent of the time and it's like okay like that was a great basketball game i suppose i can live with that like sometimes it is a shit nba game and then you have a shit bet and you're just stuck watching shit on shit yeah and it's just like i don't need this i don't need this in my That's life fair.
1: the only thing that drives me nuts is uh what i did the other day with uh, the pistons and then it turns out the player that i was Saying is going to be out as in, and then he looks good, and that team wins. That's the only thing that's uh, driving me nuts. And that's, uh, hey, that's, <laughs> that's early morning NBA betting for you.
0: 100%. Uh, two more for me, man, that uh, jumped out. I wanted to ask you about um, the, well, I won't even say, I'll say your boys, your Golden State Warriors, and your mm. Steph Curry. Are they good enough to be laying 14 at home against the Portland Trailblazers partner?
1: Good enough, yes. I uh, I won't be laying it, but uh, with that steep of a number, a lot of money coming in on the Warriors, so that is a little concerning. It seems like they were, were trying to drag people into the Blazers, but people ain't falling for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I would gun to my head, uh, Warriors are going to cover that number, but not interested in laying 14.
0: All right, last one from me. Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, have looked um, more than a little off, more than a little weird, more than a little what the fuck. Um... Can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Mm. just that big three isn't together, but the All-Stars just don't look like the All-Stars. KD's still hooping, but it's just it's not the same. Uh, Long story short, I'm thinking you can probably tell where I'm going with this. Houston Mm. plus six and a half was really intriguing last night, down to six at market consensus. This Houston team seems really sneaky to me so far. Correct me if I'm (laughs) wrong, but they seem like a fucking team that could come in the back door and take care of this pretty easily.
1: So, I mean, I am staying far away from this because this Houston team, they are terrible on the f- entire season. Started 1-16, and they've got a six-game win streak on their hands right now out of nowhere. um it, That's a little bit—I mm. kind of agree with you. I think you keep checking on, on, in and on them on the wrong nights. They're 17-7 and seven straight up oh uh, against the number, not fantastic. So you're not entirely wrong. the number They're yep. definitely not where— People expect them to be. KD is playing fantastic. That is the one uh, the one continuity you nailed. But, uh, yeah, obviously Kyrie hasn't been there, and James Harden still isn't clicking 100%. That plus I, six has me interested, but, I mean, I've got no interest. That's one of those spots where it's like, yeah, that looks like a trap, and then KD drops 50, and you'll look like an idiot. So I'm going to stay away from that one.
0: Um, one final closing thought on that. Is um, Is James Harden kind of having more trouble than anticipated with these new rules changes? Is is that kind of where he was making his bread, for lack of a better term, at the charity stripe? Or is that kind of where he's, he's just not knocking down those shots?
1: Uh, so certainly at the beginning of the season, it was uh, having an issue. He's starting to find himself a little bit more as the season goes along. It's not, uh, yeah, you kind of nailed it. Not getting to the free throw line as much, but uh, he's getting better and better every night. And I think he'll be fine here in the next couple of months, honestly.
0: For sure. Because, shit, last year he was averaging 24 a night from the line. I mean, like, yeah. goodness gracious. Oh, it was insane. Years, yeah. And, yeah, and then dropping 45 across the board, frigging tripped up like nobody's Which, business. So
1: again, I don't know why people aren't talking about it as much, but that these rule changes have made the NBA so much more watchable and so much less frustrating because yeah. those stupid fall so dumb. them to defa- so you know, pump fake a shot. That's not a shot. I uh, shouldn't no. call it a foul, That's but anyways, why I love I'd college
0: impress. basketball, man. We don't have that bullshit. They call the flops pretty fucking aggressively. Like, there was one last night. I was pretty pissed off about it because it killed our fucking Jacksonville State plus nine and a half. They called the flop on Jackson, yes, or on Jacksonville. They called the flop yeah. when it should have been. It should have been a three point shot, but they called the flop just because the yep. kid did fall down pretty aggressively. And if yeah. he wouldn't have, if he would have just fell the fuck down, he would have been fine, and they probably right. would have called it. But I, that's what I love about it, man. They're not some sometimes ref fuck it up but if i would say any any sport out there refs that i trust the most it would probably be college basketball it would probably be okay. college basketball in my opinion i would say okay. so as true as like calling like i don't as so far this season there may be i probably can't even count it on less than one hand i might only need a couple of fingers like the times i've been like what the fuck call was that that's yeah. ridiculous and i can use Probably all ten fingers and at least one and a quarter of my toes when I'm watching just NFL on a Sunday. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you. Yeah, I, I feel like college I would probably football? word it. College it. football? <laughs>
0: Fuck no! College football, <laughs> yeah. get the hell out of here! No way. But I mean, just the, where where I see where I see the most consistency, where I see the fewest sure. mistakes, I would
1: say would be college yeah. basketball. That's I why I, I love with it the you. Most. I just had that uh, BYU Utah State game stuck in my head. Or was was that what it was? Yeah. St. Mary's, uh, St. Mary's. St. Mary's, Utah State. BYU-Utah State, yeah, yeah. BYU, yeah. State played tonight, but yeah. Uh, so other than that, I think I agree with you, yeah. Yeah. For the <laughs> most
0: part, I I hate me a good zebra as much as the next man, but yeah. uh, college basketball is the most true. And, and I mean, dude... It, it, there's just something about a forty nine to forty seven game coming down the stretch and you need to cover that one and a half. What the fuck's gonna happen? You know it's gonna come down to foul shots and free throws. You know it's mm-hmm. gonna come down to rebounds, turnovers, who's willing to get on the floor. You're never gonna see that shit in the NBA. Just not unless you're fucking game six of the finals. That's, At least that's not in December, yeah. There's not in December. It's not what it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be. And that's what you're gonna see with low major, mid major teams. Period. That's why yeah. I think that's why I love it. It's just aggressive ball and it's always gonna be aggressive ball. There's no
1: question about it. Hundred percent. And final soapbox, and we'll uh, we'll wrap it up and get you into motivation minutes. But as far as December NBA and people overreacting to like, oh my gosh, the Lakers, the, this and that. First of all, they're starting to play better. It's December. Stop losing your mind about what these teams are in December. Half the world isn't even paying attention yet. It comes We've with got the four more happens. months what
0: is that it comes with the territory of being the los angeles lakers but i would uh, not even just like 150 percent agree with you yeah like yeah, it, relax i'm not even betting on this <laughs> shit yet for crying yeah. out loud relax we have so many more games to go Like there's right. a lot of time so yeah i i agree with you on that i've been seeing that a lot too but obviously i'm uh not the resident nba guy so i can't stick my foot too deep in my mouth so i appreciate your uh candor there pal okay uh, leans, a couple of rabbit holes, you know, as it always goes, 33 minutes after the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Oh, Vancouver Canucks money line interested me.
1: Okay. I'm to bring it.
0: Am I a fucking hockey sharp? I don't know. <laughs> hey. Um, If I'm going anywhere, if I need to go somewhere on the NHL, we'll go Vancouver. Okay. But Vancouver might um, line they are not, that, that's the only one that I would say. Uh, they were an early sharp side late last night, like 11:30 midnight. Uh, they were late. I was up uh, editing some video, doing some stuff, and and they were they were pretty sharp on there. So I uh, kind of looking at them, but there was no game that fell into our now four and trend streak. Yeah. So we're just not gonna touch it unless we see that trend. <laughs> we'll do it. I mean, it's four and It's it's point blank period. We found a line yeah. that makes fucking
1: sense. Period. Did you see the end of that game last night, though, the hockey game for our twofer?
0: Bananas. Bananas. trying oh to, to blow it for us. Les Habitans tried to fuck us. Not good no, like, at no all. No way. No not way this all. is
1: blowing our Tuesday twofer two twofer 222 odds. No way. No uh, way. Uh, no, no, not no, no, net, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. Les Habitans would never let it happen, my friend. Not my boys. Not my boys. Not, my boys. not, here. not here. Not now. Not ever. We'll be backing them come Stanley Cup time, and I think they get a chance to lift old Lord Stanley this year, but they ain't looking so hot quite yet. So. I'll just keep it rocking, keep it moving, and uh, keep the faith with the boys up there in uh, Montreal, Quebec. Hey,
1: Hawks-Canadians tomorrow night. Might have to
0: uh, break out the old stadium series for tomorrow's show. Okay. There you go. There you have it. Uh, World of hockey. Uh, As if we haven't said it about uh, half a dozen (laughs) times today. (laughs) Fuck me. Uh, Wise words. Season two. If you haven't watched episode one and two, where the hell you been? Uh, Yanni the Greek Corrales and the legendary Kevin Walsh Jr. from Sports Grid, and many other places, as a matter of fact, uh, we're guests one and two. Guest number three is an East Coast legend. You'll hear me say it in there and a uh, lot of his background. You might have uh, seen me going back and forth with him on Twitter. Uh, he does a few things uh, that I go, I, I get a pretty good kick out of, so I go back and forth with him. He's a major college basketball guy, so we talked a lot about that. Uh, classic do's and don'ts of sports betting, his start in the industry, uh, NFL, college football, the college football playoff, um, just uh, everything all-encompassing, another uh, jam-packed episode of Wise Word. So uh, if you haven't um, watched one of the episodes yet, be sure to stay tuned, get ready for the episode. It's dropping in 25 short minutes, Wise Word, Season 2, Episode 3, featuring the guest TBD, once you will find out when it drops. Um, outside of that... Working on uh, some additional guests. We got uh, a couple of big ones coming up here. Um, Cup of Joe on campus, additional content, Saturday, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time this weekend. We only got the Army-Navy game, so we'll uh, take a look at that. And then we got an absolutely loaded college basketball slate, so we'll have that there i um, working on a couple of additional things content-wise, company-wise, brand-wise in the background. We hope to be able to share with you guys sooner rather than later. Um, blogs back, both back in action. Um, obviously, mine is still in action. Uh, UFC picks blog that'll be out. We got uh, UFC 267, I think it 269? is 269. Either way, uh, there you go, there you have it. That's going Coming to be right. an absolutely electric night of scraps. So uh, stay tuned for the drop of my pick blog and our uh, Max Extra Cheddar on Sunday. Uh, his daily or weekly rather Packers blog. You can find our blogs on talkingtheline.com. Um, you can find them on the more tab or uh, just scroll down on our homepage. One of the first things you'll see there. You can subscribe to the blogs. We will never send you spam. We will only send you our blogs, insights, analysis, and whatever the hell else may come out of our blogs. No spam, no spam, no spam. Outside of that. Uh, check out that talkingline.com. That's where you find all of our shows, uh, all of our best bets, all of uh, our additional content, everything in between. If you need any uh, additional, uh, or fix rather of uh, TTL, check it out all there. Uh, you can find all of our social platforms, everything like that too, if uh, you want as well you like the Linktree platform, we drop it in every podcast um, uh, description. You can check out that Linktree. It has the website in there as well, as well as all of our social platforms and our additional content. So one easy location. You consume it all however, whenever you please. All right. Outside of that, partner, anything late-breaking, any news or announcements or anything TTL-wise? I didn't uh, say. Looks like you got a little something-something over there.
1: Well, some something, something in the golf world, my friend. The golf world, you don't say. What's what's happening over there? PNC Championship next week. Little uh, father-son uh, two-person PGA tournament for major champions and their son. Okay,
0: I'm A really hoping that you're going where gigantic I think you're going legend. With this. Of Please. legends
1: in the sport, the only legend, really, if you count it. Okay, Tiger Woods so is going to be playing with his son next week. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go, dude. Tiger
0: making the comeback on the PNC challenge. Let's go. That's awesome. With his son, man. Yeah,
1: I'm excited, man. That's awesome. That's, it's not it, it's I mean, it's obviously not like a major championship, Probably because competitive his son, golf.
0: Probably because his son shoots sub-10 scratch, and he's not going to have to do jack shit, and it's just out there for some no PR. Kidding. Like, his fucking son's already an absolute killer. um but that's fucking cool awesome the tiger's gonna be out there man uh that's that's been a long road coming we shit we talked about that when did that happen because we we had cam on cam rogers shout out cam appreciate you telling me happy birthday yesterday man it
1: was probably Um, september late september early october
0: yeah it was like yeah it was like third or uh, he was like third or fourth so yeah third or fourth week september somewhere in there uh early october yeah for sure and that was maybe only a couple weeks after that it happened um, or was it a little bit longer was it than accident?
1: that? Uh, I think it was a little longer
0: than maybe that. Maybe a month or maybe a couple months. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but the fact that... I mean, it was that- within the
1: last year, because I think his, him and his son played at this tournament last year, if I'm not wrong.
0: Yeah, so the fact that he's turned around, that's hey, that's awesome. Rock, awesome. rock and roll, good shit I'm to hear pumped. from Tiger. That's awesome. I can't wait to watch the yeah. uh, PGA. I wonder if uh, you'll be able to bet on it or not.
1: It's a good question. I bet the, I'll bet bet the mess out of Tiger and his son, dude. Yeah, I'll bet the absolute
0: <laughs> piss out of it, but I don't, isn't that like child labor or some shit? Like like how you maybe. can't bet on colleges in certain states maybe. no i like, hear you maybe like, I, it's next week uh, so i even even still they probably don't have anything else 12 year did. olds like 12 year olds costing <laughs> somebody a fucking 10 dime bag fuck you you stupid <laughs> come fucking on charlie motherfucker. what the fuck charlie <laughs> fuck you and your putter like could you imagine dude just ruin a kid's fucking life over imagine. a fucking oh, i can't can do over imagine. a 10 Tiger dime strip hell yeah i could imagine it I've hate i don't know so maybe not a good idea I'm not. I feel I'm like not. they had Olympic betting for, like, Maybe that's like why we underage. don't run a sports book and we just make the fucking content. Yeah. Maybe. yeah, Because yeah. 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. they would definitely be a market on our book for sure. <laughs> and then we'd be taking 10-dime bets on fucking Charlie Woods. Okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. There you go. There you have it. Oh, we talked enough. We've gone enough rabbit holes. Let's wrap this doggone thing up, partner. Uh, last segment of the day, my motivation minutes. Okay. Now, I didn't say anything uh, – here at the beginning of the show, because I wanted this to kind of be a little bit of a surprise. This one, uh, if you read the description, little interesting. Again, can't take full credit for this. Kind of a thought process of something I uh, heard. I've been uh, following these pages on Instagram. Uh, Got to plug them and let you guys know about them, because they give me some good-ass shit to kind of uh, rabbit holes to go down and kind of formulate my own thoughts. So I wanted to talk to you guys briefly today about treating everybody like a baby. What did he just say? Did he just say I need to treat everybody like a baby? Yes, I did. I did say you need to treat everybody like a baby. And not not how you're probably thinking. Not in the metaphorical form of you're being a little baby. Stop being a baby. Quit banging your rattle on your height chair. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you need to start pointing everybody out and when they're being a little bitch. and eh, you, Stop being a little bitch-ass baby about that. Come on. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I want to take this from an entirely different perspective, entirely different mindset. And I want you and all of us to go back to being a child, to being a kid, or maybe the last time you've seen a kid, one, two years old, just learning to walk. A lot of people around, A lot of people, all eyes on that kid, right? Crawling, crawling, crawling. Holy fuck, little Johnny just stood up. Let's go, little Johnny. Let's go, baby. Come on, boy. Let's go. Johnny falls over. Johnny falls over, crawling, trying to roll around, get back up. What's everybody doing? What's everybody doing around there? Let's fucking go, Johnny. Get your ass back up. Stop walking, boy. Let's go. Let's go. Right? Think about that. How many times have you been involved in that exact situation? A baby walking for the, there you go, for the first time, whatever the case might be. When you're a small child, everybody seems to cheer for you, whether they know you or they don't, whether they're kin or they're not. They seem to cheer for everything that you do. You're crawling to walking to learning your first word and, oh my gosh, speak more, come on, let's go, let's go, learn more words. Everybody is always cheering you on and motivating you. So maybe as always, if you're starting to turn more of a highbrow thinker as we go along this motivation minutes track, you already know where I'm going with this, but why don't we start treating everybody just like that? Just like we're all babies. Why is it when we become adults instead of we have an idea, we start to crawl. People go, that ain't never going to fucking work. (laughs) What what kind of an idea is that? Okay. For sure, whatever, man. And then you start to gain a little traction. You start to find some things out. You say, shit, maybe I can actually do this. You start to have some delusion in a vision that is actually there. And yet again, people, what the fuck are you talking about? You get involved in what? (laughs) That ain't ever going to happen, dude. No way. You ain't nothing. You ain't ever going to be nothing. Stop. I'm sure we've all heard it. Why does nobody stand there cheering for little Johnny once he becomes an adult? Why is nobody throwing motivation? Why does everybody want to send negativity and toxicity at everybody else who's trying to chase after a dream and a passion? Why, instead of, uh, you know, next time maybe somebody's chasing after their goals and they hit a roadblock, an obstacle, but I always tell you, you can turn them into opportunities, uh, a rock in the path that maybe stumbled them up. Maybe instead of the next time you see that happening, instead of going, Ha see, told you that was fucking dumb. You're a dumbass. Told you we're going to fail. Maybe say, Hey, come on. Let's go, Johnny. Get the fuck back up. Let's go. Get back up. Let's do it again. That's one fail. That's one fall. You, you see how far this path is. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep grooving. Who are you to tell that person that they were never going to be anything. That that failure was the thing that puts them back. Let me tell you, you're nobody. Because maybe that dream, that vision, that passion they have is a calling you will never understand. Is a dream you can never wrap your brain around. But if you truly want to be in somebody's corner, maybe you just keep cheering little Johnny on regardless of how many times he falls. Regardless of how many times he keeps falling fucking up even though he might have this goal because maybe if we just start treating everybody like babies again we all start getting somewhere so the next time i challenge you the next time you see somebody crawling towards a dream towards a passion towards a goal you see them stand up you see them making a few fucking steps you say whoa, who is this? And instead of when they inevitably hit that rock in their path, when they inevitably stumble and fall, whatever the case might be, instead of making fun of them, instead of saying that never worked, instead of saying you were dumb for even trying that, be the helping hand. Be the one to be cheering in their corner once again, to tell them to get back up, to try another step, to fuck if they got to start crawling again before they can even try and pick a foot up and start walking again. That's what they got to do, but be their motivator. So that's all I got for you today, my friends. I appreciate the hell out of you. I'm doing a little bit of hosting duties here while at the same time doing a little bit of production duties and keeping the comments clean. Catching a few flaming arrows, as I always like to say. But outside of that, I challenge you to start treating others like babies again. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day.
1: I love it, man. That was that uh, that was that was very, very, very good stuff. I love it. That was a good one. <laughs> I got you. I, got you, I won't uh, add too much onto it because we're uh, a long show today, but I do
0: love that one a lot, man. Appreciate you 100%. Hope all the rest of yous, yins out there, got the uh, same enjoyments out of that the old partner did. Okay, 47 minutes past the top 11 o'clock hour. We ain't done a two-hour show in a long time, partner. We got to get the Fook out of here, dude. We got another show dropping in 13 minutes. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide for myself and Max. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 178 of the Talking the Line podcast. We can't tell you enough, even though we always do, how much we appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts. thank Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the support, the following, your comments, your likes, your shares, everything in between. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. And hey, partner, as always, let's send them off. Let's cash some tickets.